0: You're listening to the Football Revolution. Hello and welcome to the Football Revolution. I'm your host Geo. Thanks for joining us, and we have a great show planned for you. Good evening to my co-host Vig. G'day, mate. How are you? Good evening. Very good, mates. I believe you had another uh, another wedding on the weekend. Another wedding. So my concerns for you are the fact that uh, with baby uh, goes back on its way with all the weddings and football, who's supposed to be minding the little baby?
1: Oh, well, have you penciled
0: uh, me in? Have I got a gig?
1: Oh. Yet to be decided, but you, you may have a gig,
0: mate. You know how long you it may takes. Well. I'm gonna to have to order some uh earphones for babies, right? If so, I, while I'm doing the show, he or she can listen in and uh and work with me while you guys are out at your weddings, your parties, and everything else you're going to, or yeah, the br- VIP events.
1: Yeah, brilliant, brilliant idea. We need a little uh, apprentice, so I think uh, look, if, if they're if you're ready to go, get them get them working ASAP, why not,
0: mate? I, like I said to you, it's, it's not surprising that I called you VIG because you are the VIP. Apparently.
1: I keep getting invited to these weddings, but I don't know why, but um, yeah, maybe I am.
0: All right, mate. We welcome the glory back into the league for only their third game since the 8th of December. Plenty of double shifts. The Champions City made light work of it. Mariners, Phoenix and Jets had a good crack, whilst for two of the front runners, the Victory and the Bulls, uh, they were not too impressed with the overtime.
1: No, they weren't. Definitely not.
0: Look, plenty of football, but probably also a little fatigue for the spectators, but even uh, more so for the players, because we're not used to having... This much football to watch or play. We've at gone the from
1: we've gone from zero to a hundred, haven't zero we? Zero to hero, so yeah, hundred percent. Look, it's it's a good thing though, so we can't
0: can't complain about it, mate. Can you remember the last time I had a rant? Um, oh, not a, not a big rant, no. I'm having a rant here, so um, we want to be the premier sport in the country, and the Phoenix against the Victory played behind closed doors as it was deemed not financially viable for uh, them to open Win Stadium to a few hundred fans. And then the reason behind it is also that uh, they were unable to lock in a local commercial partner. We're not uh, a flying uh, amateur flying circus or an unknown local comedian trying to book out a pub. Surely the league, uh, for a team that is relocated to Sydney from New Zealand during COVID, surely they're partly responsible. We're not talking about extra dollars here. We're talking about the basics of security. We're talking about you know first aid, all these things that you must have to have a, a football game played. They've got to be kidding themselves. I could organise. I've played in the Maso Cup before. It was better organised than that.
1: I 100% agree. Um, I think Football Australia should have stepped in. They should have done something about it. To to play a fixture with with no fans um, for that reason, for not being financially viable for, for the Wellington Phoenix to, to actually um, allow that to happen, um, for Football Australia and, and the A-Leagues to allow that to happen, um, I think it's it's a massive mark, a massive cross against their name. Um You've got to help the Phoenix out. They've relocated here. They've been over here. This, this is the second season in a row now. Um, they need some support and they need fans. We need fans at, at football matches.
0: Look, the only thing at the moment that's probably acceptable is COVID, right? And obviously games are locked down because they don't want this getting out of control again. And so it's happened in the past. But if it happened to, for a reason like this, this just looks like dead dog, doesn't It looks like, okay, at the moment we're not getting good crowds anyway. So let's go and spend more time worrying about other clubs that we can help. But at the moment... The only club that's regularly pulling in big crowds this year is the Victory, and thank God they're going well again. And the Wanderers, when they are going well, but they've been hot and cold, they've changed coaches, and now they've lost two on the trot, so who knows if they're going to. But other than that, they're the only team. Every other team is really struggling. Western United's struggling. The Jets played the other night midweek, and I know it's hard when you're trying to play catch-up games, so instead of being on a weekend which is you know uh, family-friendly or, or spectator-friendly, they're playing during the week so they only get 3,000 fans and that but at the moment the crowds are poor right it's, it's really hard so surely you should be doing everything you possibly can not going you know what it's too hard to do this so let's just wipe that off let's just write that off and go okay that's a bad debt and we'll worry about something else it just stinks for me I, I'm not a fan
1: yeah look I know they've done the the $20 tickets for for the month of Feb but even $20 I think is, is still too steep you, you take a, a family of four you're paying 80 bucks almost 100 you know 100 bucks for for a night out. Um, you know, why not $10 tickets, $5 tickets, get as many people in there as possible, um, open the gates up, they should have just opened the gates up last week at, at Wynn Stadium, let everyone in there.
0: Because, especially not so much me, but you, because you're a good bloke, if they want some help promoting this, then uh, they just need to reach out to us. I think, oh. know, in, in the coming weeks, in a couple of weeks time, we've got a huge event coming with two of the big A-League clubs, two of the biggest A-League clubs, and two of the biggest players, and then we'll see what what they should be doing to be able to promote the game here, it's as we've said in the past, right? The game here needs to run towards all this and embrace all this excitement and the joy you get from football, and not run away from it. And at the moment, we're running again away from it instead of doing like Europe does, like South America does, where they embrace it. It becomes life. It's part of life. It's life or death. It's you know, it's 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 more important than than anything else. We we've got to start taking a leaf out of the books. We've got to stop talking about it and we have to start to actually do it. And we're going to be doing this on the 2nd of March.
1: We are. Can't wait. Yeah, so more of that so, to come. Can, can we talk more about it or, or are we just going to tease it oh, we'll tease look, it in a little bit? Look, we
0: might, uh, we might mention a little bit uh, in our clinical finish at the end, but uh, we do have a lot of games to get through in our Revolution Roundup, so I think we are on a clock here. But uh, in the Player Escape Room, we are joined by a raging young bull, MacArthur's Liam Rose, which should be great. On the ball is back so we can learn more about a few of the league's new recruits. And uh, I'm not expecting big things from me, but uh, I think the listeners will enjoy what you have to say. So, <laughs> oh, We'll see how it goes. Huge game for the Socceroos coming up on the 24th of March. A must-win home game against uh, the Samurai, so against Japan. Huge, huge game. Otherwise, they're going to be taking, you know...
1: L- lose that game and, you know, you're
0: going into the third-place
1: playoff and who knows...
0: Well, that is the case, but it's like going back in time because it's like when, before they had Google Maps and all this sort of stuff. It's like when you're going around Europe and you're just trying to go off an old map or some some information someone gave you and you end up anywhere, like you have no clue. This is how they're going to find their way to the World Cup. This is like a lost treasure map. If I, if I don't get through as an automatic qualifier, this is a very, very difficult path. Yeah, 100%. And uh, my rap, So I think uh, it's it's been. Uh, oh, by the way, it's it's Happy Valentine's. So Happy Valentine's to everyone out there, especially to your missus, uh, Vig, and also to my my beautiful partner. But uh, yeah, look, it is. So this is my Valentine's Day rap, uh, My my quick snapshot of the weekend's yeah, games. For it, it I, I, might rec-
1: I might I record this and uh, play it later.
0: Yeah, we can we can play this on the uh, what's what's the uh, radio station where they play the <laughs> Love God? <So> you can <laughs> I don't know. You've lost me. Yeah. Okay. So Gloria back in the A League race. The victory come back to earth from outer space. For the Wanderers, the honeymoon was short and sweet. The champions are proving, once again, difficult to beat. Very good. All right, so let's get into this Revolution Roundup. We have nine games, and for the first time in a long time, there's no one that's been parked on the bench. Everybody got a game. Some two games, and uh, I think they'll be a little bit fatigued, but uh, I think you have to start somewhere, and you need to get some uh, miles under the belt and some games you know, into the squad for you to be able to get you know, better results and start performing better. So the first game was on Tuesday the Tuesday the eighth, uh, it was the Jets versus Melbourne City, but uh, no PK, but it's still okay. They ran out four two winners, the uh, champions Melbourne City against uh, the Jets.
1: They did find to find some uh, some rhythm. City um, J Mac up top with the double, Lecky on the score sheet again. Um, just I think just just the class of City uh, really shun- uh, showed through, and um, you know, just too good for the Jets on the night.
0: Look, they flexed. Uh some genuine championship muscle, right? So throwing in the two that you've just said, then you throw in, you know, besides Jay McNaboo and Leckie, you throw in Berengue, who was absolutely sensational in both games, which we'll talk about in the second game a little bit later, but uh, he was absolutely unbelievable. For the Jets, though, it was, they were in the game, but I think they wish that there was probably two or three minutes, uh, two or three moments in the game where they could just pause it and delete that absolute poor quality, because there was a couple of things they just did they didn't do badly. They did horrifically, and so if they could have got those two or three moments out of the game, they would have got something out of out of that uh, that uh, game against the city.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. But football's you know football's built around those moments, and, and um, you know the, the the team that that uh, does that the least or makes the least mistakes and has the least lapses in concentration, um, they go on to win the football match. And the quality of city. Um, in those moments just shun through and uh you know, they're they're a better football team than than Newcastle Jets, I, I think. I think the Jets still have a long way to go. They're showing great signs. They've got some great players in Pena and Mikkel Tadze and a few young uh young kids in, in Thurgate. Um or, uh, Silvera, sorry, started as well. Um but City's city's class. They're just they're 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 cut above. That's why we're talking about them as title contenders. Back uh, to back. Back to back. Um and it just showed.
0: Yeah, look, I, I for me too, I think there's one thing that I didn't rate and I haven't handed out the uh, Kakar Dior for a while, but um, I'm going to hand out the Kakar Dior to, to Glover. Um, I don't know if you saw this. So when uh, they were up 3-0, they got a penalty, the Jets, which Mikkel Tatsa put away. And after he ran through to pick the ball up, you know, sometimes the keepers will block them. Try and stop them, He yep. let him pick the ball up. And then after he got just past him, he put his foot out and tripped him, did a little trip like a little kid would do when you're playing under sixes or yeah. something. It was absolute poor. And look, for me, this is just – and it may be a bit harsh. Red card, no. Yellow card, not a good – good enough. If there was a card that allowed you to send someone off and yes, be replaced, somebody. I would send him off just to teach him a lesson because that was bad look for the game. Like Miku Tatsa yeah. yeah, comes in. He, he's 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 great for the league. He's come in. He scored at three one. You shouldn't be grumpy. Okay, it's not a clean sheet, but you gave away a pen. So be it. For him to do that little trip on him was absolute... It, looked, it was appalling. I yeah, it's childish. It was bad sportsmanship. And it was bad sportsmanship. Yeah. So I think that's the only um, glitch on the, a very good performance from 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 City. But uh, look, I just hope Glover learns from it because, like I said, I, I didn't enjoy watching that at all. So moving on to the Wednesday game uh, between the Phoenix and the Victory. So um, the Victory had made quite a few changes from their victorious FFA Cup final um, win. But uh, they were on the receiving end of a 1-0 loss to, to the Phoenix, who seemed to be getting better and better in 2022.
1: Yeah, look, I don't want to say the word hangover, but the victory had a hangover,
0: right? Yeah. That, um, 100%. Galifanakis was there. I thought I saw him in the I crowd. Thought, he, he, had a victory, he had a victory uh, uh, saw, uh, scarf on. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, he must have <laughs> snuck in because the, the gates <laughs> were locked. I think, I think he came come off the beach and just jumped over the hill. But... Um, yeah, look, just a, a, a hangover from the victory. Um, Jason Davison with a with a clanger played played a back pass, and um, I can't remember who, who ran. it was. A Ballie that ran onto it. Yeah, and, I think Davidson was
0: left a, a little darker shade of pink than uh, than usual. So I, I
1: think so. I think maybe some of that the pink peroxide that seeped into his brain or something. So. It was it was
0: Ballie, and then he uh, put on absolute platter for Piscopo, who um, yeah. gave him the points.
1: Yeah, and look, Uffie's uh, doing a, a great job with with Wellington with the resources they have with the squad they have. Um, and to have them sitting, uh, where are they now in the league, they're just outside he's the striking six. striking They're just outside yes. the six, right? And they've only played ten games, so they've got two games in hand on Adelaide. So potentially they win those two games, they're in the six. So I, th- I think he's doing a terrific job and um, a good win for Wellington.
0: Yeah, look, I think two big things for me at the moment is Ollie's only been back a few games, but boy, is he a keeper. He pulled off a couple of outstanding saves, mixed with a little bit of luck. I think at one stage there was a crossbar and a few other things. But look, you make your own luck and earlier on they didn't have any luck. So you're not going to complain. You kind you of, take it kind of it you all can, comes yeah. out in the wash, right? Yeah. And the other thing is obviously um Scott Wooten looks like a clever signing with his clean sheet debut. So He's uh, obviously played at a, at a very high level over in the UK and so picking someone up in, like that in, uh, in January gives you an injection and, and I think it's smart from the Phoenix too because you have two options obviously when things aren't going your way. You either just sit with what you got and just write it off as a bad debt Or you make changes in January, which you can in football, which allows you to start to um, steady the ship and turn things around. And they've done that. And look, they have a lot of things going against them with relocation and and, and different things. And, you know, that Hooper go home for family reasons during the season, who's one of their most experienced and ECS spearheads. So, look, things haven't gone great for them, but uh, I think there is a lot of positives coming out of there. Um, And, look, Melbourne had some good goal-scoring chances, but the Phoenix totally earned that win.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think look, Wellington deserved winners, like you said, Ollie Sale with some um, with some great saves, and you know, victory. Yeah, they had chances, but they just they weren't they just didn't look as sharp as as what they they did in the FFA Cup final.
0: Yeah, they weren't uh, like ready like they were for the uh, the Melbourne Cup, whatever that race they were in or something out of Dapto or something, but they they weren't ready for the DAPTO big event. Dogs, mate. Yeah, it <laughs> was. It? It's hard coming it's hard coming from FFA Cup final <laughs> to <laughs> or just a league game, right? You know, so it it that's is. how it works. But uh, moving to Thursday's game which was between the Mariners and the Bulls which ended in a 3-3 draw. Good news for the fans, but that surely is football's uh, version of the big bash. And uh, while we're talking about that, 60th minute sub Moody Najar thought he was playing another sport. I don't know if it was UFC rugby league, he but two pens. A, 60th minute, you come on, you give away two pens. He came on a bit moody, didn't he? <laughs> does he know? Does he know the game? What game he was
1: playing? Oh, I don't know. But by the way, a few tap ins in this game as well, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, look, I, I don't know who you go for. Do you go for Or's Opener or Noon's volley to steal a point at the death? But uh, do you think Birra was happy with uh, with the space they gave Noon to hit that volley?
1: I don't think so. He'd be he'd be fuming, absolutely fuming. I think he
0: peeled he peeled the uh, the uniform or the, the jersey or the kit off the defender. The spray he gave him that would have put, pulled water yeah, paper ha- off.
1: How's about Bureau though? He's he's copped a he's copped a goal in the F- two absolute screamers in the FFA Cup. Then he goes and plays on Thursday night in in against Macarthur. Cops another two screamers. You know, what's what's he meant to do at the moment?
0: Well, look, I think it goes to show how much they respect him, right? Because, OK, you're trying to always hit great goals. You're not trying to score deflections or, you know, or miss kicks. But it goes to show at the moment that against him... It's got
1: to be a great goal. Well, they're bringing their beating. A game. That's yeah. the thing.
0: So, spe- and yeah. look, unfortunately for him, he's ending up in the show that the, the highlight's real for the wrong reasons, but there's not much he could do. Um, look, Man- Mariners did rely on an OG as well as two pens, but I think they will be gutted by Noon Screamer because if you had closed him down... And he didn't have that much time. Maybe he doesn't hit that laser-like finish, and you end up three-two winners instead. You walk away with only one point, which, from uh, Monty's point of view, I think he'll be very disappointed.
1: Yeah, they worked so hard to, to get back into the game, and then to to go ahead with with what four minutes to go. I think it was eighty-six minute. The penalty was um, to go ahead with four minutes to go. You really got to close that close that game out, and it was just a lapse in concentration. I think the ball came out. Um, it's gone back. Back post to, to noon. Noon's just ghosted in, not tight enough, and you know there we go, three all.
0: And that and that's that's all they wrote. So um, moving on to the Friday game, which was between the Wanderers and Melbourne City. Uh, Melbourne City, their away team, ran out three-one winners. Uh, look, Wanderers took it to City, but made some horrific mistakes which cost them. Um, could also could have been a difference if uh, marksman Hem- Tom Hemed had been playing, because I think they looked a little bit lost up front. But for me coach killers uh, two things Petrados it's just not good enough 35 minutes in we're not exhausted we're not in the 85th minute we're in the 35th minute of a game you're you trying to impress the new gaffer jogs out to just a, a rubbish clearance which allows a big high ball to come back in uh, for Lecky then to score and then a few minutes later from a corner rubbish marking allows he- uh, Lecky to score his second header it's really simple, right? Why isn't someone on the post? Kiss. Keep it su- stupid. Uh, keep, keep it, it simple, simple stupid. stupid. That's what you want. It, yep. it, it, why haven't you got someone on the post? Why are you not chasing out and putting pressure on? Those two goals. Very soft goals, the yeah, both The Wonders played well. That, that's basically the difference between the fir- going f- in at nil-nil or one nil up f- or going in at two nil down.
1: Yeah, I agree. The first 30 minutes, I thought they held their own. They even took it to City a little bit. And then, like you said, two lapses in concentration, soft goals, not picking up your man from a corner, uh, not closing down a player from 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 another corner the ball pops out I think it was Aiden O'Neill who put it back in it was Aiden O'Neill. yeah it was a nice ball back in but it was just a it was a it was a no it, it was a nothing ball that, yeah it was that, it
0: that, was a that's one of those super, those um, service station balls at the kick, beach and you just kick it up in the yeah, air yeah it was a kick and chase oh, yeah God. it was a kick
1: and chase but no pressure on him right so he had time to get his foot round it and put it in a dangerous area and so one the first mistake is not closing the player down outside the box and the second mistake is you've got players inside the box who aren't picking up their player again right. And you think they would have learned from that. Then a couple of minutes later, another corner, and same deal. Near post, header, free header, near post, flick on, see you later.
0: Look, it gets worse. It gets worse. 2 0 ga- game over. That's, it gets worse, but it goes to show that Nata must be a good mate because he wanted to take the limelight away from uh, from Petrados and whoever else were at fault for the first two goals. So he makes a real meal of the pen. And not only that, he invited Traore and Gordon to join the, uh, the dinner party. Fortunately, J-Mac messed it up and he, he didn't hit the target. But uh, it was three-on-one, and somehow they can't get the ball off J-Mac and it falls to Aidan O'Neill and they end up diving in and fouling him. How can you let one guy in the box wiggle away from three defenders? Oh, honestly, Marco Rudin was a defender in his time. He would have been on the bench absolutely looking for a tunnel to dig his way out of there and go, go somewhere else.
1: He, he would have been looking for a pair of boots, I reckon, just to put them on and, and get out there because, yeah, it was, it was very, very soft, soft-defending Um yeah, there's not much more to say. Before to say we move on,
0: can you get to the bottom of the Ogawa curse? So he's looking to find his second goal in the A-League. Last week, he, uh, the defender blocks it on the line when it was easier to score. This week, no goalkeeper, and they block it again. That that could have changed the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know, maybe... Uh we need to book him in a session with Berengue, because at the moment... He just goes oh, to on, show them how to, fire, how to how to hit he? a ball, whether it's with power, whether it's with uh, a bit of curl. He's bit on of, he's Yeah, he's fantastic. Technique is fantastic. He's like
1: a fine French organic wine.
0: Um, <laughs> is that what you had at the wedding? Is that why you, you're saying? That's fine why I felt so good on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah organic wine. <laughs> moving to uh, one of the million games on the Saturday. So it ended the Phoenix one, Adelaide one. So Phoenix much improved since their New Year's Day uh, meeting where uh, Adelaide routed them 4-0. So a 1-1 draw is a better result. But I still think that uh, Talley will be very annoyed that uh, Oliveira's stoppage time header denied them four wins on the trot. So to say at the end of 2021 that we'd be talking about uh, them being a few minutes away, the Phoenix from... Four wins on the on the trot, you would have thought that uh, I'd had a big night out, right? But in actual fact, this is where we sit. But uh, yeah, look, a much better performance from uh, from the from the Kiwis. But uh, yeah, I think not taking the three points will be a, a huge <laughs> frustration for for all involved.
1: Yeah, well Wellington will be spewing, Ulfie will be spewing with that. Um, you know, I, I thought both both teams. You know, maybe a, a draw was a fair result in the end. But uh, Wellington being in that position. You know, 90th minute and, and Adelaide equalize. So, um, take nothing away from Adelaide and, and from from Bernardo. He's, he's a great little player, son of Casio. Um, you know, he, I think he's got a, a big, big future.
0: Yeah, look, Sandoval's proving he's a quality pickup. So, that's his second goal since his arrival. So, I think he's only played three or four games. Um, and look, for the Phoenix... Uh, I think they should have put Adelaide away. They had a few chances in the second half, which they didn't. And as you've seen a million times over in football, it came back to hurt them and bite them on the butt. So for them, I think that's a lesson that you need to take your chances. When you get them, bank them. That's as simple as that. So 2-0 up, I think that would have been game over. Adelaide have proven this year that they never say die and they'll fight to the final whistle. So 2-0 would have been probably safe, I think, with only 10 15
1: oh, to go. 2-0 with 10, 15 to go.
0: Yeah, but 1-0 is Easy. still danger zone. Everyone knows yeah. that. So, yeah, shared points there. Moving on to the second of the Saturday games. So, <laughs> a week is a long time in football. So, they went from FFA Cup champs to this week being uh, A-League chumps with two losses. So, the victory won Jets two. So, I don't think I was going to be saying that. Uh, the victory would have two losses after winning the FFA Cup and only losing one game so far in the A-League. A- and in the space of a week, they've lost two. But... Uh, Victory took the lead, but um, skipper Brilante's red when they were up one nil with forty minutes to play for me changed the course of the game.
2: Yeah,
1: look well, up one nil, uh, eleven v eleven. You you would back Melbourne victory to go on and, and see that game out. Um, you know, get a, a second yellow, red card. You know, you bring you invite Newcastle back into the game, and they took that invitation with with both hands um, and went on to win it. So. Offside yeah. and
0: VAR denied a few more goals, I think, on on both sides. So it could have been a, a high-scoring game than just three goals. And, look, whilst I say the incident did turn the game, in my opinion, uh, the Jets were good enough and showed enough composure and enough commitment to go and get the job done. Because just because you, you're playing against 10 men for 40 minutes doesn't mean anything. You were still down 1-0. And if Victory had executed their game slightly better, they would have run out winners. So, look, hats off to the Jets. They did what they needed to do but I do believe that if Berlante stays on the pitch, they don't walk away with three points. I don't know if they walk away Mate, with could one. could have been draw, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think they do. So, look, that, that changes the course of the game. But, look, that's life, and I think both teams just have to look forward for the next game. So the last of the Saturday games was between Sydney and Western United, uh, which ended 1-1. Look, tough conditions in Sydney, probably limited the quality of football either side could play. Uh, one of the biggest talking points for me, and maybe you, you're, you're so good at the scoops here, who would bell started again so is it form or is Ed Redmayne carrying an injury from being away with the socceroos because he had another good game he was unlucky with the goal in that wet conditions i think he was blindsided He didn't see uh, the shot coming and by the time he stuck his leg out the ball was already past him but uh what's going on with red there yeah I'm, I'm not too sure i don't i don't have the inside scoop
1: but um, is it harsh though so but so he gets called I, up
0: on national team duty. It's very hard. Which he was never going to get a game because you've got Ryan and if Ryan gets injured, it's Vuka, right? So yeah, yeah. And then in the meantime, somebody else has come into your spot.
2: And done a really good job.
0: Yeah, done a great job. He saved a penalty and won the game against Adelaide and he's played really, really well. But in actual fact, you went away to represent your country. So you've been rewarded with that. that, We've seen this happen. So we've
1: seen this happen with outfield players, right, that go away on national team duty. Um they're gone for a week, ten days, whatever it is. They come back and they're on the bench.
0: That's a lot in Europe, right? right? Europe it happens, a lot. Yeah. It happens a lot. Yeah,
1: happens a lot. Happens all over the world. It happens in South America. It happens in Europe. Um, you know, um, but for goalkeepers, it doesn't doesn't normally happen. But how can you drop Hewitt Bell after the the two performances that he had? Um, you know, two previous performances.
0: He's 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 won them a game pretty much. Um, I've done this in my coaching day. I did exactly what. Bimbi has done if he has gone for form over a keeper who obviously his pedigree is better at this point in his career and it bit me but i think you have to do what's right and so so for me, do you think it's the right call yes because otherwise yeah. as much as i like red main if otherwise if you're the, the the keeper who's come in and he's done everything right you think well doesn't matter what i do next time he's going to come you straight see. back in yeah if he had an off couple of games or he just did his job then okay red main comes Fair back enough. in when he went above and beyond and his performances were outstanding... You've got to reward it. You can't drop him. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. And and I know that's harsh because you went away with the Socceroos team to do to, to play for your country and you didn't get any game time. So the only other option is to say next time thanks but no thanks, which he's never going to do. So for me, unfortunately, now he gets a double whammy of not playing, watching the Socceroos struggle, and then coming back and losing his spot um, with Sydney FC. But that's just life, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think you will be back in next week, Redman, but... Um, you've got to reward performances and uh, that's what Corica did. He rewarded Heward bell with, a, with another start.
0: Question for you on both sides. So Western United now have only scored nine goals, um, so they've got, only had nine goals against, which they're currently number one in the league, but they've scored 11 in 11. Only two teams have scored less, Wanderers and Glory, and they've both played less games. Glory, a lot of games less. Wanderers, I think one game less. And they've only scored two goals in one game this year okay, you're still winning games, you're still sitting up the top of the table, but is there only a matter of time before you concede two goals or you start conceding more than one goal and then you're not banking three points?
1: Yeah, look, it's difficult. Look, At, at the moment, they'll, they'll be looking at the table going, you know, what we're doing is working. We're, we're sitting top of the league. Um, yeah, we're not scoring three goals a game, but we're picking up points. Um, maybe it's the way they've, they've Aloisi's got them set up. Um, but they have a lot of attacking
0: players. They do. Even on the bench, they've got great depth with Wenzel, Halls, and Pier- Pier- Pierre, Pereira, and right, Ebere. Yeah. And so, for me, I don't know. Look, maybe it's the way they've set up. Don't get me wrong; they're still playing well. They're still an enjoyable team to watch. But my concern is that eventually you go to the well and there's no water left, right? Yeah, it's and then catch up. Yeah, I, I just think that's the problem. From Sydney's point of view, they definitely missed Caseris. They had no Amini. I'm not seeing that spark. You know, I see it occasionally from Sydney, but I'm not seeing it constantly. So at the moment for me, I don't think they're going to be a team to watch. That's just my opinion. I think they are, on their day, they're very competitive and I think they can beat anybody, but they're not consistent enough at the moment and I'm not seeing enough. You know, Ninko, uh, there was an assist from him for the uh, equaliser and he was unlucky not to hit the post, but Ninkovic is not, the play that he's been the last few years. And I think there's a lot of players down on form, but uh, moving on to the first of the two Sunday games. So the Mariners and Perth shared, a, shared the points with a one or draw uh, the Cummings and Urena partnership, surprise, surprise already reaping rewards. So uh, assist from uh, Marco Urena to Jason Cummings, who puts it in the back of the net. So I think you're only going to get more and more out of uh, that partnership for the Mariners. Um, whereas, for the glory, it's just nice to be back on the pitch and I think they'll be proud of the performance considering their last games were played on the 22nd of Jan and the 2nd of Feb, so they haven't played a lot of games. I think, you know, there's only so much you can you can critique them on because of the fact that there's been no regular stretch of games, there's been no chance for them to build combinations and harmony and you know, they've got new players in there and they've lost a lot of guys too.
1: Yeah, 100%. Look, the... Positive for the Mariners, like you said, the the combination up front with Urania and Cummings, I think they both they complement each other because Urinea's you know real good on the ball. Cummings is a worker. He'll get a, he'll get into good positions, and Urinea, if you can put it on a plate for him, you know Cummings is going to finish. So um, that's a positive for for the Mariners. Um, for Perth, like you said, look when you haven't played football consistently. It's hard to just turn up and and be. But at looking 100%. at sporadic
0: dates like that. It's just so hard to get your oh, head around ridi- them, even putting in a performance, right?
1: It's ridiculous. So, um, for them to go out and, and get a point from that game, you know, yeah, it's a point. They've got to they've got to take it, build on it, and uh, hopefully now we get a, a consistent run of games for them.
0: Look, save of the round was Bira. He would he. Denies a header from here for Rawley. So that would have uh, I think drawn the scores level one one and then who knows, you know, with Purse coming Maybe home. Strong, would have snatched it. Yeah, they might have snatched it. Yep. So I think Birra, while he's been copying some absolute screamers, I think it uh, goes to show that, you know He's <laughs> really kept him in the game, yeah. Now. He's sharp as attack. But for me, my my concerns for the Mariners will be that they'll be livid, that uh the Route One ping pong that resulted in Stein's equalising, um, has cost them three points. And they have to stop leaking these late goals. So this week Fools and glory, both late goals. Against Sydney, it was the 80th minute. They conceded a goal, um, the winner against Sydney. Against City, 84th minute. I know it was 2-1, made it 3-1, but 84th minute. Cup final, 95th minute, Economides. They're switching off early. These guys are already back in the shed, in their car, heading home to play PS4, uh, go and have a bite to eat or do something at the moment. It's once or twice is a coincidence. Four or five times means that there's something wrong with you finishing out a game.
1: They're off to the Terrigal Hotel, aren't they? Before um, Gosford RSL Club. Somewhere. I don't know where
0: they are, and, and I've liked the way the Mariners have gone about their business this year. I like the way that they've bounced back from losing their coach and some players, but uh, and I like how this new Cummings-Urena partnership with Morris um, coming off the bench as well. That they've got with the limited resources they've had, they've done very very well. But for me, that's a major concern.
1: Yeah, that might just be you know an age thing. They've got a, v- a very young squad, so it might be up to the older boys to you know pull, pull the younger boys in and say, listen. We've got to fix this. It's been happening too often or it's got to come from uh, Nick, McGon- Nick Montgomery. Um, so, you know, it's a, a a combination of things, but they need to sort it out quick smart because Look, it they keeps ca- happening. They're going to keep dropping points and – they
0: won't finish in the sixth. Look, some, some of their junior players, some of their coaching staff, or you and I, just go on either side of the field with a target up in the grandstand in the last 10 minutes, just see who can hit the target. Just kick it in the grandstand. Yeah, a bit of football smarts. Just whack that, it in the grandstand. Because at the end of the day, I can say that you played to the final whistle, a great brand of football, and have a one or a draw. I'd much rather you play for 80 minutes, and then for 10 minutes you just start kicking 40-20s, and we win 1-0. That's for me as a fan. If we can't play 90 minutes... I don't care about being the prettiest at the dance. I want the best dance. That's what I want. Yeah, oh, I agree. All right, and the last game of the round, so the, the nine of nine, is uh, the Raw. <laughs> 3-1 winners against the Bulls. Um, and look, it's definitely not the same Bulls team that left the arena before COVID lockdown.
1: It's definitely not the same Bulls team, but it's, it's not the same Raw team either because they're, they're banging in goals and they totally dominated this game and MacArthur just didn't show up. They were they were poor from from the get-go. Um and, you know, like you said, where, where did this MacArthur side come from? Because before before Christmas, they were flying.
0: Well, their last win was against the Jets, and since then they've been touched up by Sydney 3-0, Raw 3-1, Phoenix 3-1, Western United 2-2, and a, um, a draw with the Mariners. So yeah. I expect a lot more from the MacArthur Bulls. And the concern I have is not only do they have a <laughs> an unbelievable playing roster with Noon, Devias, they've signed Gian, Janu up Gianou, front. Yes. Yeah, up front. They've got uh, much. They've bought, you know. Mariapa. Mariapa. The they've got all these players. They do. Not only are they not getting results, but – Last week he played a weird formation. The brand of football they're playing
1: isn't great, yeah, isn't it? They
0: look, they, look, they look like there's no cohesion right. there. They're relying on a bit of magic here, a bit of magic there. Lockie Rose, who he, he was playing in their style before and they were giving him space and room, he now looks like he's just kind of, you know, been pushed to the side. He's now shipped it, on the left side. and Yeah, got and he gets on a bit. and and, they, and So now it's like, you know, we've got other guys now. We've brought in bigger names. So you can kind of just be a bench player. Now, I, I would like to see what I've seen, you know, what, what I would, wanted to see at City at the start of the year was I need to be knocked out. You don't just give a spot to someone you sign. I don't care what their pedigree is. They need to earn it. And so I reckon they needed to fight him for it, not just go, okay, he's come from Greece. He's played for the Socceroos. So he automatically comes in and takes a spot. So um, yeah, look, I expect a lot more. The massive positive for Roar at the moment is they're showing that fighting spirit and getting the most out of what they have. So they are limited. They don't have any huge, huge names. And the other real positive for them at the moment is you look at Freckin' Goals, 23. Truen at the back, 20. Haw, who started on the weekend, 22. Akbari, 21. Sabala and Demi, who came off the bench, 21 and 19. You can't afford to have these players now who are learning and getting football experience and then you let them go next year and then you have to start again with a new bunch of guys. You're not Sydney FC. You're not City. You're not going to go out wanderers and buy big-name players. You must hold the players that you have and then be smart like the Mariners have, or other teams, with who you recruit and, and make sure, a few to, players in, yeah, yeah, who are smart, good acquisitions who don't cost you the cost you yeah. the earth. So, yeah, look,
1: I think Mila Uzunich for the Raw has been been great. He's a, he's an older, a bit more experienced player. He's been overseas in Europe, in, in Denmark, playing for Randers. He's come back. Um, yeah, I think he's been outstanding. You got he, Corey Brown scored a, a great goal on the weekend, lovely finish. Um, but they do, like you said, they've got a good crop of youngsters. They need to keep the core of them. And bring in maybe one or two players next year, or with, with a bit more experience and a bit more maybe a bit more star power. They're not going to attract the, the big big names, but you know Brisbane Roar are a big club, you know. So hopefully they can uh, bring some quality in.
0: So that's our wrap of the Revolution Roundup. Up after the a Bla- uh, break, Blake, whatever I'm going to say, <laughs> made a lot of games, nine games a there, games, a bit mate. tiring. So up after the break, we welcome to the Player Escape Room Macarthur Bulls uh, midfielder defender Liam Rose. You're listening to The Football Revolution. Up now in the player escape room is Aussie Youth International and current MacArthur Bulls midfielder. Please welcome to the show, Liam Rose. G'day, mate.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Mate, thanks for coming on. I know uh, at the moment you guys are probably super busy getting ready to get back on the pitch, so uh, lots to do for you, but uh, we really appreciate you making the time.
2: No problems at all.
0: All right, mate, what have you guys been up to? So we know it's been a few weeks since uh, since you guys have been on the pitch. What's been going on? You guys been playing cards or... Some of the players have been uh, teaching you guys some new tricks. What's been happening?
2: Yeah, not too much, to be honest. Uh, I got COVID for a bit, so just played a lot of PlayStation. Um, I play Fortnite, so I just play a bit of that with some of the boys and get a few wins and carry some of the other boys. Um, who, who
0: are the gun players on, uh, on Fortnite? Is there some players that can really play?
2: Oh, yeah, Suman, unbelievable. Okay. Um, Rusi, not too bad. Um, where they're they're the main to the play. Um, is there particular then, skins
0: you use? Because I like I said I am not an expert on this, but my little fella plays quite a lot. He reckons there's a Harry Kane skin and there's like uh, a Spider Man one. Is or is he just taking the Mickey out of me? Is that, that no nah, some... no there
2: is but yeah there's all different ones. Um, I mainly use a Spider Man to be honest. I'm a big big fan of Spider Man, so I just use that one. Um, and to be fair, Sum and stuff uses that one as well. So, and then we just come up against other teams and absolutely smack them, which is good. Do you two play
1: together? Is that, is that how it works?
2: Yeah, so you can play like duos or squads and you just come up against other teams and you kill them and you do like dances on them and stuff and just a bit of fun.
0: Mate, my plan is I'm going to hit up Ante Milicic and see if he'll team up with me. So without knowing, we're going to come on undercover and we're going to get on Fortnite and we're going to we're gonna smack you guys so that you guys are putting your place and you know, your real place in the game, right?
2: Beautiful. I'll take that
0: on. <laughs> I just got to get hold of him. I'm ben, sure, hey, I'm, I'm sure
2: Auntie's wrapped, he'll be wrapped to do that. He can't wait. Yeah, he'd love it.
0: Mate, he will. Like I said, he, I'll, I'll meet him at the coffee shop. I know he goes down the coffee shop normally once a morning and gets his coffee, so I'll make sure I'm just sitting in the chair minding my own business, and uh, I'll hit him up and see if he's keen to – that way he can keep an eye on the players as well. It's kind of a win-win, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. See what time everyone's going to bed each night. That's it.
0: That's it. <laughs> All right, Liam. So, mate, uh, a couple of things we want to ask you before we get into a few of the games we like to play. So, after leaving the Mariners in 2018, you spent some time in, Ar- in Armenia. Tell us about your time there.
2: Uh, whew. Um, it, obviously, my career probably didn't turn out how I envisioned it and what I wanted. Um, and it was sort of a last-minute um, decision to go there. They They wanted me. I didn't really know anything about the country or you know, anything about the football league there or anything. Um, and, you know, from as soon as I got over there, it was a massive eye-opener. Um, just the culture, um, the country itself, um, you know, you, you don't realise how good you have it here until you go to somewhere like that. Um, in terms of, you know, football, um, I think I had three coaches in three months. Um, we had a translator who never translated anything to me in English, so all I knew was like one, two, three, and we're doing a video session, I'm just looking, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, um, so like it was tough in that aspect. So um, tell the
0: listeners, mate, something that we wouldn't know about Armanian football. Is there something that really stood out for you that's so different to what, to what you're used to besides, obviously, the culture and the lifestyle being not as, you know, gracious and not as, as, as glorious as it is here in Australia? Is there something that really stood out for you?
2: Um, not really, to be honest. What do you eat there? <laughs> what,
0: was the, what was the food? What was, this, what was the food like? What were they feeding you to fuel you for your games and your training?
2: uh to be honest we just we had to cook our own stuff so the shops and everything is like it's a little bit different over there like outdoor supermarket sort of thing so you know we had to go buy our own you know chicken and things like that so and my girlfriend was over with me which was good that helped a lot um and yeah we just buy the standard things chicken rice um and that would get us through really
0: so so do you think that may have grounded you a bit too, mate? Like I said, without saying you got too carried away, but to go into a situation like that where everything is so raw and so so difficult, do you think that probably put you in good stead? Maybe the football, you know, wasn't wasn't the lessons that you needed to learn, but maybe off the pitch it, it gave you some lessons.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I think it, like I wouldn't say it was a great experience, but you know, it was an experience. Um, I got to experience a different culture um, and different people different different everything different um style of living um you know they're out like here i'll have dinner at six o'clock there they're having dinner at you know nine nine thirty things like that just little things um but yeah like just even for my girlfriend like it was strange on her because she's blonde and over in armenia there's no blonde so we'll be walking the street and just kim kardashians
1: everywhere yeah, right.
2: pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'd be walking the street, and you know, there'd be a group of guys. Doesn't matter if I'm with her or not, and they'll just stare her up and down, and you know, so like just that they're not used to seeing, I guess Aussies, because um, you know, I guess we look different. Um, so like that was sort of a shock. Um, but again, it was an experience. You, you know, you learn from each experience, and. I don't regret going. Um, I think it made me put a lot of things into perspective. Um, And just, as I said before, realize how good you have it here and um, just not to take certain things for granted.
0: Mate, that's exactly the same response I have when people ask me what it's like working with VIG on the show. I say it's an experience. I haven't said (laughs) it's a good one or a bad one, but I just said it's an experience and I'll leave it at that, right? So (laughs) I I I know exactly where you're coming from, Liam. (laughs) Mate, after you come back from Romania, you returned to the MPL with Sydney Powerhouse, Sydney United. How did the opportunity at the Bulls arise? Uh,
2: so pretty much I, yeah, I came back. Um, I actually, after I came back, I didn't want to play for a bit. I was working on a job site um, and then quickly realised that um, that wasn't for me. So um spoke to someone from Sydney United and got back down there and, I played there when I was a kid, so it was good to go back and just enjoy my football again. Um, and then I, th- I played that season and we made the cup final, the FFA Cup round of 32, I think, and the grand final. Um, lost all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Another experience for an experience, experience, yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
2: but, yeah, so after that season, I spoke to someone from the Bulls and, um just sort of got the ball rolling and then that's yeah kind of how i ended up signing there
0: mate you'd be the red balloon uh stream. you know it's all about experiences i reckon we could get you to be on the red balloon where they say it's an experience we could just get you on there there's, there's just experience after experience mate. Yeah. But look, you've come out the right side mate you're now playing in the uh in the a league for a club that's on the rise at the bulls so uh whatever decisions you made seem to have worked out well for you Yeah,
2: but you can say that, Um, you know, obviously I've had to put in a lot of hard work and, you know, people sort of have written me off and still write me off. Um, But, you know, I just continue to work hard and, you know, put my best foot forward. Um, You know, I know my qualities and what I can bring and, you know, I do my best to bring that every day, whether it's at training or games and whatnot. And, you know, I'm just going to continue to do that. So hopefully... Personally, and as a team, we can keep pushing forward.
1: I've, I've known you for a long time, mate, since you were a young kid playing with Alex. He's
0: still a um, young kid, mate. He's only 24.
1: I know, I know. Yeah. But um, you're always a gun back then, always had, had talent. Um, but where, where to now for, for Liam Rose? Where, where do you see yourself in the next couple of years, next five years? Like, what, what's, your, what's your plan?
2: Oh, I think, obviously, I think every footballer, you know, still wants to go overseas and, you know, play in the biggest leagues. Um. You know, for me now, I I just want to, you know, knuckle down a regular spot here in the A League and uh, keep working hard and you know start week in week out and put in consistent performances and and then whatever happens after that happens. But I think to get to that next level, you know, you need to be starting week in week out and showing your qualities week in week out. So I think it's just about getting getting to that consistency and then. You know, hopefully things start to happen after that.
0: So, what's the ambitions for the team, mate? So, obviously, after a tremendous season in your debut debut uh, season in the A-League last year, what's uh, what's Ante telling you guys this year? I think, like,
2: well, every team's going to say the same thing, but, you know, we want to win everything. Um, you know, we have a great culture at, at MacArthur and, you know, all the boys have winning mentalities and, um, you know, we just keep pushing each other to, to strive to be the best. Um, you know, we've started off well um, and we want to continue that. We want to, as I said, win everything and um, we're pushing each other each day to make sure we bring out the best in each other, but push towards those goals as well.
0: Is there a player that you've clicked with since you've been at the Bulls a little bit more that gets you a little bit more than the rest and vice versa? Is there a guy there that uh, you would say is, 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 the, is the man that you, you hang around with a bit more than anyone else? um there's
2: there's a couple we have like a little group sort of so on oh, the ps4 group is that
0: what they're yeah yeah just tell um, me it's not the rosie group you and uh other rosie don't tell me it's the rosie group is it definitely not <laughs> all right oh, good.
2: <laughs> um no nah, it's me suman holman and Rusi. so yeah we not a bad team at all and- yeah, no, nah, that's good.
0: You if you know, want me, we, I, we can enter some five-a-side five tournaments. Side. Yeah, if you're keen, I'm I'm happy to. You can carry me around the pitch if you're for it, keen.
2: Beautiful. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> the lighter player in five-a-side though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I've heard that too. That's all right. We'll go four v five,
0: <laughs> mate. And just before we get into the the games, we like to play with you. So um, you've you've got uh, some experience, obviously, at under 17s and under twenty, 20 levels with the, with the Australian team, and you've played under Arnie before at the Mariners. Um, what's the plan to get yourself back into or get yourself, you know, a, a senior cap on on the, on the resume?
2: I think it's, as I said before, just um, knuckling down that starting spot in the A-League. You can see now that um, they're bringing, you know, young boys who are doing really well in the A-League into the Socceroos squad. Um, so, you know, I just, I'm going to take it step by step. I'm realistic with, you know, where my football is at the moment and, um, where I can get um, and yeah, f- first things first, just want to, you know, as I said before, knuckle down a starting spot and um, perform week in, week out and then see where that takes me.
0: Mate, I think mentally you've got the game plan. Now we just have to put it into action right and execute it and uh, away we go.
2: Yeah, that's it.
0: All right, mate. So uh, you ready to play the, the first of the two games we like to play with our guests? Yep. Okay, so the first one is Lock, Stock and Three smoke and Balls. I'll fire three questions at you. Whatever pops into your head, uh, you just fire away. And if it's anything we think not acceptable, we'll just edit it when we get into the edit room. So you're, you're ready to play? Uh, yeah. All right, mate. If there's one player in the A-League you could sign at MacArthur Bulls, who would it be? Any club? Oh. Don't worry about salary cap. Don't worry about meeting all their personal demands. Connor kind of Payne. Connor kind of Payne?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, why Connor kind of Payne?
2: Well, we used to live together and we're at the Mariners, pretty, uh, very close. Um, and, yeah, he's my boy. He's
0: a good lad. He's in form too, actually.
1: Yeah,
2: he's killing it this year, scoring a few goals and
0: uh, doing really well. Well, you guys are both at the right end of the table, so the chance of you two playing together is probably billion to one, but uh, <laughs> we can always hope, right? Yeah, that's
2: it. <laughs> All
0: right, mate, if we could change one FIFA rule, what would it be? Uh, put
2: the flag up when offside is offside.
0: Oh, you mean don't let, let everyone so, go home and then ring you three days later and tell you that, goal oh, your score was offside? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who else thought of that was genius,
2: right? <laughs> oh, my God. It's so frustrating. You make a 30-meter sprint back and then they put the flag up.
0: Do they yeah. ex- actually explain to you guys what the rule is or do they just give you a 10-page document and say, go home and read it, and none of you guys do, so you don't actually know what the rule is?
2: <laughs> I think it's a bit of both.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. No worries. And the last question, if you could beat anyone for a day, who would it be?
2: Um, Leonardo DiCaprio,
0: okay, just
2: big movie star, has a lot of money, a lives moves. the high life, just experience
0: that. Is there a, a particular movie that uh, we're referencing there? Is there something you've seen him in a movie? And you go, I wish that was me.
2: Oh, probably Wolf of Wall Street comes to mind.
0: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna push you for this, mate. I'm gonna push you for this. <laughs> We'd all like to be the wolf for a day, wouldn't we? <laughs> I think I think we would, unless the, unless the wives and the girlfriends are listening, and then you just say, "Oh no, I'm happy <laughs> no, to no be. Chance. I'm just happy to be one of the one of the the wiggles or something like that." Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, So that's a, a bit of a warm up for you. We'll get into our second game, as I explained to you off air, which is our version of the card game Uno. You know, it's called Nuno. Uh, we'll ask you seven questions. There'll be two options for each question. You just tell us which is the most applicable to you. When you get to the end of the sixth question, you must call out Nuno to avoid us hitting you with any penalty questions. We like you, so we don't want to hit you with any penalties, so make sure you call out (laughs) Nuno. And uh, we do time this. I I think it was a great idea at the time, but not so great uh, afterwards because everyone just seems to want to win that time. The current, uh, lead on the top of the leaderboard currently is Christian Theo Harris from Western United. Uh, his time was 25-17, but I think since then we've uh, grown a bit and we've realised it's more about your quality of touches and answers than it is about the speed. So, um, yeah, just do the, do the best you can, and at the end we'll come back and uh, we'll probably touch on a few of those questions.
2: Beautiful. All
0: right, VIG, right, ready, ready, ready to roll?
2: Yeah, let's go.
1: Snow or sand? Snow. Home cooking or Uber Eats? Uber Eats. Early bird or night owl? uh early bird follow your head or heart heart comedy or action movies
2: comedy Messi or ronaldo messy no oh, you got oh, there, you go there. Go there. <laughs> coffee or tea
0: coffee there you are all right what's his time Twenty-two <laughs> seven five. <laughs> look at you so he knows go. these things he's on the ball Unreal. Mate, did you did you text these to him you said you've known him a long time did you already <laughs> give him the questions or something I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> Mate, very impressive, right? Let's touch on a few of these. So comedy over action. And considering you get pretty stuck in the game, I'm a bit surprised, but uh, maybe this is you off the park, not on the park. But uh, comedy movies, what's your, who's your favourite actor or uh, what's, what's, what's your favourite comedy movie of all time?
2: <laughs> yeah, I got no idea. I'm not good with names of movies oh, what's and What's the last stuff? thing you watched then? Uh, I'm not really a movie kind of guy. I'm a TV show.
0: All right, TV um, show.
2: And you got me again. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, Afterlife. Ricky
0: Gervais. Have you seen that? Yeah. That makes you feel uh. depressed for the rest of your life. Honestly, <laughs> it, it, it does. It's not, it's not enjoyable at all. But what does come out? What about uh, shits Creek? Shits Creek. You never, never heard of Shits Creek? No. Nah. I'm going to send, I'm going to send you a few links, mate. mate you're you're going right? to get off the PS4. Like I say to my son. You <laughs> yeah. That's to, all I have to. Yeah. I yeah, don't want about. your old man movies. Don't worry about it. It's not an old man movie, mate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Messi, you've gone for Messi over Ronaldo I know they're both rubbish players so we've given you a tough decision there but uh, why have you gone for the left-footed Argentinian maestro?
2: I think just because of his football just what he does on the ball is unbelievable um, you watch him and you're in awe um, yeah, he's just unbelievable to watch but insane saying that, obviously Ronaldo is as well and scores a lot of goals and stuff but for me, yeah, Messi
0: Right. You've gone for snow, which I'm a bit confused about because you played with Central Coast Mariners for a while. Then you've chose Armenia, which I'm not guessing there's lots of snow over there. So what's the what's the reason for the snow answer? I don't know. I think we caught you off I, guard out the blocks. I, no, 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 no.
2: I've been I've been to uh, the Netherlands once and it was snowing, um, and I loved it. It was unbelievable. And then I lived in Terrigal right next to the beach, and I probably went to the beach like three times. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I, just, and
0: I can burst that bubble for you. When I was playing a bit about a million years ago overseas, I uh, I thought snow was great too until you realize that uh, when it hardens and they've had tractor tires in there, it's like having razor blades on the ground. You do a slide tackle and then you realize half your leg's Ooh. still back back on the halfway mark and then you don't do any slide tackles ever again. So, um, yeah, yeah, think, smart. yeah, mate, the, the, snow, the snow is good. And I think it's good if you want to build a snowman. But when you're a full-time footballer, <laughs> I'd be sticking away from that if I was you. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so uh Uber Eats, mate. This is a bit of a concern for Ante, which I may or may not flag with him. What's going on with the Uber Eats? Is this just a luxury sometimes or
2: Yeah, just maybe on the weekend after a game, come home and can't be bothered cooking. Um so where, get where, a,
0: where do you, who knows you by name? Would they hello, Mr. Rose? Who who do you call up all the time? What's the food you get?
2: Uh, I like a good burrito. Okay. Yeah, good good chicken burrito. Brown rice, guacamole. It's beautiful.
0: It's quite funny you say that because I was watching uh, an interview on Sky Sports with um, Harland and they asked him what his favorite food is. And he said "A, a kebab pizza. But I only eat them once or twice when I go home twice a year. But I do love the uh, kebab pizza. So um, look, I think it, it, it's Norwegian delicacy. Yeah, well, one of the best of all, it. one of the best at the moment going around. And he's eaten probably the greasiest, fattiest food you could possibly have. So, mate, there was no right or wrong answer there. I, mate, look, I think you've saved yourself there. I won't tell Ante. All right, unless unless we uh, we we touch you up on the gaming I'm in the sure gaming. Anyway. Yeah, then we might. I might, uh, yeah, might let have it to. slip. But uh, other than that, I think we'll <laughs> let you off the hook. But, uh, mate, look, we really appreciate your time. Uh, we wish you all the best. Hopefully we get you back on the park uh, tomorrow night. Uh, not only do you get a win, but uh, we start getting some more minutes under your belt and getting some back-to-back games so you guys continu- can continue the great season you've already started. Um, other than that, we hope you, you stay off the Uber Eats other than on the weekend for a treat. And, uh, mate, I hope not to see you on the gaming past 10 o'clock at night. Otherwise, I might have to put in an anonymous uh, text message to, to the Bulls. But, uh, mate, once again, thank you so much for uh, coming on the Football Revolution. And we'd love to check in with you later on in the year.
2: Beautiful. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. Mate, love having you on. Speak to you soon. Legend. See ya.
0: You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. It was great chatting with the young bull, Liam Rose, and we wish him all the best for the rest of the season. Up now and back for this week is On The Ball. So for the new listeners, VIG and I play a guess who style game to get to know the new players in the league. We ask each other three multiple choice questions and the most correct answers, may you win. Know what that means, VIG? That I'm winning. No, there's a thrown in a double points card. So before the question's asked, you can say you want to throw a double points, uh, so like the, dub, the double round or whatever we call it, so you can throw in a double points card. Um, I've never beaten anyone at this game, so don't expect big things from me tonight, but also I'm going to be trying a new tactic.
1: So, so hold on, the double points work, so if I'm asking the question... You say, all right, I want this to be the double points one. But Correct. before you've heard the question. 100%. You can't ask. Yeah, just need to clarify for the listeners because so I, I didn't want any, uh, you know, any scam happening here or I don't know <laughs> what you're up to, but just but to clarify.
0: It is just to clarify, but I'm also saying that I've got a new tactic. So my new tactic isn't, uh, like I said, I, I don't know if it's an excuse for all my bad performances in the past, but... I can't actually visualise the answers when you're calling and I'm trying to think of things at the same time. So I'm going to write down the answers so this time I'm not flying blind and just pick anything that the last answer I heard or something that I remembered, I'm going to write them down so that I actually know what the question is, what the answer is and we'll see at the end of this if that makes a difference or if it's just absolute BS and I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, see how it (laughs) goes. So uh, do you want to toss a coin? Who do you want to go first? Look, I'm feeling generous today so I'm going to let you go first. Alright, sweet. So you understand you can pick from one, two or three questions, whichever one you want to go double points, but it must be asked before the question is asked. I Easy understand. Alright, so um, let's kick things off. So up first, the player I've chosen is the new Wellington Phoenix six two defender that they snapped up in the post Christmas sales, Englishman Scott Wooten. Brilliant. So he is 30 years old. He was born in Birkenhead, England. And has a youth career anyone would die to have. So, playing for six years at Liverpool and then Man United, he also represented the England under-17s three times. So, look, it's pretty safe to say uh, that he had the world at his feet. He still had a, has, to this date, had a good career, but it's one of those careers where it could have gone into the stratosphere rather than just be a full-time footballer. So, unfortunately for him, it hasn't, but uh, that's not the moral of the story. So... Let's get started. Let's get into these three questions. Um, he has a pretty interesting life. He has a pretty interesting career and there's still more to come and maybe some uh, something to finish off with at the uh at the Phoenix, considering that he's signed a one year deal there and he's only 30. So, usually the way it works is the Phoenix go out and they do the research and they sign up these good players, and then the other clubs go and pick the eyes out of the Phoenix because people don't want to live in New Zealand as much so as they gonna, do. So, he's going to
1: end up in Sydney somewhere next year at the Wanderers or the Bulls or uh, Sydney FC or something like that. Are we putting our money on that? Or? Look,
0: more than likely, there's a big chance that the colours that he wore in his youth career, Liverpool and United, red, could, it'll, be, it'll a could, a could red, be in a red, red, yeah. red black, and white somewhere. Yeah, there's you a, a, never know. There's a big ch- he's probably already got one of those jerseys up in his, <laughs> his, his uh, closet. So, look, it's not, it's not disrespectful to the Phoenix. It's just the honest truth that they are really good at finding players, but for some reason they can't keep them. Yep. So question number one. All right, hold on.
1: Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play my, my double double points straight off the bat.
0: All right, no worries. This, this, this is coming from an expert that knows what he's doing against a rookie that's hopeless, but, uh, mate, I, I trust your, your style. So Scott has had as almost as many clubs as Tiger Woods and just as many loan deals as a bank. Which English club did he make the most appearances? A, Leeds, B, Nottingham Forest, C, Wigan, or D, Plymouth Argyle? Leeds, Knott's Forest, Wigan, Plymouth Argyle. And he's,
1: he's played for all four of these clubs.
0: Yes, he has. This is not a trick question. It's not, it's not, it's not
1: one where you've just thrown a, thrown a...
0: I would trick myself if I started doing this. So,
1: <laughs> so go back again. So it's Leeds,
0: Leeds Wigan. Wigan, Nottingham Forest, or Plymouth Argyle?
1: I'm going to say it's Wigan
0: Athletic. Incorrect, oh. and you've thrown double in the bin. So Wigan, seven appearances. All right. Knott's Forest, 13. Leeds United, 66. Plymouth, Argyle, 69. So it was close between so was those Ply- two.
1: It was Plymouth. Yeah, it was Plymouth. Oh, oh yeah. that All was right. my next choice.
0: Yeah, so unlucky, champ. But uh, All right. yeah, you've ended up with uh, no points to start this uh, this game. So good signs for me. Question number two. He made his senior debut for Manchester United in May 2011, playing in whose testimonial game? And he also came on to replace this player in the 85th minute. A, Roy Keane, B, Phil Neville, C, Gary Neville, or D, Paul Scholes.
1: What year was it again?
0: May 2011, his senior debut for Manchester United in a testimonial game. He replaced the same player whose testimonial it was, Keen Neville, Neville, Scholes. I think it was poor Scholes. Incorrect. Oh. It was Gary Neville. So he came on. I thought this would give it to you. He's a defender. And then, and then definitely not Scholes and Keane because they're, they're midfielders. So it had to be one of the Neville's, right? And as it turns out, you're a Neville nobody. Neville nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you've ended up with nothing. So, oh, so this is All a great right. start. So you've currently you've got, got... me go- off the ball today. See, so so I have got you off the ball. Currently none and two. So... Last question, and your only chance to get on the board to give me uh, something to chase. How many Premier League appearances did he make for Manchester United? Was it A, 4, B, 0, C, 2, or D, 8? Premier League appearances for the Red Devils. I think it was zero. He's correct. So he played two League Cup games. And two Champions League games for United, but he never actually made a Premier League appearance, and they were all in 2013. And this is just a, a little fun fact for you—not fun for him, but fun for us. The last of his games, unfortunately, in the League Cup, in the League Cup, he started against Chelsea, and they lost five-four. He conceded a penalty in injury time, which. Uh, uh Eden Hazard converted to send the tie into extra time, which they then lost <laughs> five four. So, right. so so not a great not a great run there. No, look, not a great run, but look, he still played two Champions League games and he played in a cup against a, a really great Chelsea side. So an amazing game. And two a, more
1: than me and two more than you. Yeah, so an amazing story too, because he's able to t- tell
0: his kids that I played in a game against Chelsea in a cup tie that we lost five four. Okay, he gave away the penalty, but guess what? You need to be in it to give it away. So I'm very jealous. I would have switched places with him in a heartbeat even given away the pen. Oh, absolutely. Or he could have been uh, our that's mate Mujad from uh, Bulls and given away two. Moody in the jar. So um, oh, that, that's the end of my um, my cracking on the ball. So you've ended up with one point. So um, you could have got a possible four. Instead... That's pretty good. You've ended up with Look, one. One might be enough. It might be. Could be. I was hoping you got that wrong. Yeah. All right, what do All you got right. for me?
1: All right, so I've gone with... Um, I've gone with the Terrigal Neymar, I like to call him, uh, Mateus Marech. So the young Brazilian who, who's come across, a twenty-three year old, um, grew up playing for Vasco da Gama in Brazil. Good so club. he's come through a big club Quality over club. there. Yep. Good, good pedigree. Hasn't had a a real, you know, a great career so far. But he's he's been he's been to a few few different places. I'm not going to name where because they they might be involved in my in my questions. Um. But, yeah, you know, I think he's he's an exciting player. He's come to the league uh, from Singapore, played over in the Singapore Premier League uh, last last year where he was banging a few goals in. So he's been doing really well. And he's come over here and he's impressed me a lot for the Mariners. I think it's a a left of field uh, signing for them, something a bit different. They've seen something in him. He's not a big-name player. But... um, I've been quite impressed with his performances so far for the Mariners.
0: Yeah, look, I've I've been quite impressed by his performances too, but uh, I know that... Jason Cummings has taken the league by storm, and everyone's been interested. And like I said, every media outlets wanted to get uh, you know a piece of Jason Cummings. But I think if there's anyone that didn't want Jason Cummings coming into the league, it was Muresh. He <laughs> wanted. he He wanted Jason well, he Goins. So he's got he's, he's going, been, going the going the other way. Yes, he he's been he's been uh, starting he up has. front.
1: But he came on the other night and he he took the he took the penalty to to go three two up. Yeah, he, he, he told Oli. He said he Give it took to the me, ball off Oli Bazani, Bazani, who's the captain of Central Coast Mariners. Looked him in the eye and said no thank no, you're not taking this, I'm taking it, give me the ball and um, at the end of the game they interviewed uh, Bazanic and he said, "All he said, he goes, look, he looked me in the eye and said, I want to take it and, and when, you, when your striker does that then, you know, you give him the ball.
0: And you have put a target on your back but uh, yeah, he delivered so he did. it was uh, a wise decision.
1: Yeah, happy days. All right, we're ready to kick off the uh, three questions? Yeah, I'm
0: ready to go. All
1: right. You are not no. playing? No, no. You're not. No, all I'm right. gonna try and go for a buzzer beater. So all right, <laughs> <laughs> All right. so yeah, yeah so you, you've got the advantage now of only needing two points to, to win this. So
0: Can you all tell right. me about which is the hardest of the three questions? No, no, I'm not <laughs> saying, no. They're all hard. Okay. No.
1: Alright, so first question is in which city was uh Mateus Moresh born in? A Sao Paulo C Rio de G- uh B Belo Horizonte C Rio de Janeiro? Or D, Porto Alegre.
0: So hang on, repeat those. Sao Paulo. Sao
1: Paulo. Yep. Belo Horizonte. Yep. Rio de Janeiro. Yep. Or Porto Alegre.
0: I am going to go... What are
1: you doing, like Google Maps and nah, something, I'm, just I'm, to find out where these things are? I'm going
0: for Porto Alegre. Please tell me I got this right. Mm. Bow, bow. Okay, what was it? Rio de Janeiro. Okay. Copacabana, on the beach. It could be a long day for me, a long night for me here. It could be a long night. You're not off the mark. What I'm hoping is, while we're talking about the Mariners, I hope uh, you are the Mariners and you can see the late equaliser. That's what I'm hoping for. (laughs) All right, here we go. Okay. All right, question number
1: two. You ready for it? Ready. You're not playing your your card? No, not yet. I'm going to try and tie it up and then go for glory. All right, well, you may...
0: I may live to regret it, I you know, but I, but I have it. every other time, so nothing new. All right,
1: because I'm, I'm even giving you, this is a handicap question, right, because I'm only giving you two options. It's true or false
0: for this one. No, it doesn't matter. I'm still not going to take it. You're still not going to take it? Oh, no. no,
1: you've already decided not yeah. to take it, so yeah, you yeah, I'm can't not anyway. i right. taking it. All right, so this is a true or false. Um, Maresh has played in Belarus and Iceland. True or false? True or false? True. Bah, false. He's actually played in Belarus and Latvia. So he played in Latvia for a club called Riga. And he played in Belarus on loan from that club for Torpedo Zordino. Honestly.
0: Does I was he, on a plate for you. Does he understand? I've set it up does he you. understand what he's doing to me here? He should have given me some answers or something. I I've, I've put that on Muresh. a plate for no, you. you should it have helped me out here. True
1: or false? If you had a 50-50 chance. No, I, I've heard though that he
0: played in Belarus, but I wasn't sure about the second part, so it was still a guess, right? Wouldn't matter if I had, unless I had one choice. It was, it was still a guess. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a guess. All right, yeah. so you're
1: going. you going. This is all, all or nothing here. Yeah, I am. I'm going for, for the, the third win. third question.
0: Yep. This is this is a uh, Graham Arnold special. I'm going all out He's to try and qualify, automatic qualifier. All all you left it for the last <laughs> game and you're going all 100%, out. 100%. I'm going to play seven strikers.
1: All right. It's question number three. Um, he he played in the Singapore Premier League for a club called Geylang International. International. Yep. How many goals did he score in his debut for this club? A1, B2, C3
0: or D4? Oh, look... I'm going to, if I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I'm going to rule out one and two. And I'm going to, for some reason, I, I, something's telling me three or four. So, oh, look, no guts, no glory. I'm going to say four.
1: Whew. Don't tell me it's three. If you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you'd be walking out of the studio right now with zero. <laughs> um, it was, it was B, which was two. Two okay. goals on debut.
0: I, I was thinking double or nothing, so... Two is double four, so that's why I gave four. Oh, so you thought
1: so it was two points plus you double up on the I thought question. it was
0: double answer as well as double points. Um, so, you're I said, wrong,
1: mate. You're wrong. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, surprise, surprise. I've uh been beaten again by a better man and a I suppose someone with a lot better football knowledge of the A League than I have, but uh, I don't know if that's what they got me here for. So, no, look, I struggled today.
1: I struggled. You did, you did some real good research, and um, and what a player he's had, a, he's had a really good career.
0: Yeah, look, at the end of the day, I think there's more to come from both these players in the A-League. And I think uh, for us, it's uh, it was a fun, uh, you know, l- back to the classroom, not only for us, but for the listeners to learn about some of these players. And it's probably a more fun way than going onto Google and just having a bit of a read. You get to listen to us to jibber-jabber and banter about these players. So, yeah, look, uh, he'll be back again in a few weeks. So wedged in between our... Uh, in the know with Royo or in between our VIG stats man or our GK chef with Gerard Tyson will be wedged in somewhere there. So we'll make an appearance. But uh, in the meantime, the title sits with uh, VIG the champ and I just got to lick my wounds and hope that one day eventually I can, uh, I can roll the King. But uh, that leads us into our final segment of the show, which is our clinical finish. So this week, our weekly Tomahemid award, even though he didn't play um, and, it is because of the fact that uh, every week you came into the show, Tom uh and I think this week you probably have as well, uh, leading into Valentine's as well as Super Bowl. It's been a big couple of days for you. It's been a you. big couple of days. Um, so for us, this is our weekly award for the best shot, best strike, or all the like. So uh, some sort of goal Goal interaction or, or or stylish play, so for me it's no bull. It comes from the Mariners versus Macarthur goal fest. Uh, it's either or or noon. So unless you've got something you want to counter there, or you want to put your vote in for which one you think is is going to take home our weekly award,
1: no, hundred percent has to has to come from that game. Um, God, two two great goals. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of people might disagree with me on this one, but I'm going to go with the Tommy Orr goal. I just think. The way the ball came out, the height it was at, the way his body was positioned, um, I just think it's it's a harder strike from a from a technical point of view. I know you you're, you might be shaking your head here, thinking I can't give th- this to you this week. You think it's noon, but the the way that ball came over to noon, it was low. You know, he sort of like stretched at it. It's it's there's come two, it's come off it's come off the two, outside of his foot. Yeah, there's two, there's it looks two, beautiful, but I was gonna say there's I two
0: categories here, right? So the two categories are A, so technique, yep. execution, all that sort of things, all the yep. all the mechanics. And the second part is then I suppose the difficulty level of how, how hard it was. Oz was a bit awkward for me. It came at an awkward height, he's a shorter player, he kind of had to reach up a bit, and then the ball had a little bit of a loop on it. Whereas yeah. Craig Noons came and, okay, he should have been closed down quicker, hence why Bira absolutely gave his defender a dressing down, but he hit it street, sweet. It was perfectly struck. It basically it was laser-like. It did not move. Whereas Tommy Orr's, like I said, it was a good strike, a very good strike, but it, it looped a little bit. It looked a bit ugly too. It was a, a Jason Derulo get ugly. It was a little bit <laughs> ugly in, in the way it looked. So for me, I would definitely be saying I'm going All right, high so noon, going noon over, I'll leave you without up, up, up Schitt's All Creek right, without then. an oar. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, well,
1: I'm I'm paddling backwards at the moment. But anyway, all right, look, you've convinced me. We'll give it to let's give it to Noonie Um, you know, I get it. Outside of the foot technique wise, it's it's a great goal. I, I still think Tommy Orr's is is a great goal as well. I think that they'll both be up there for. Um, Goal of the season contenders. Look,
0: either way, if they were either of my goals, they'd be all over social media 20 times. So both fantastic strikes. Uh, Look, they are, at the moment, the MacArthur Bulls are not going well at all. But uh, to get two goals, that goes to show you get two goals like that in a game and you still only walk walk away from it with a point.
1: Well, maybe Tommy Orr and uh, Nooney need um, Timmy Cahill's uh, social media, Uh, whoever does his social media, because Cahill posts his um, World Cup goal, the volley, I think three times a week. So, yeah, man, it is probably, probably. True. they need to, maybe they need to get in touch with uh, Timmy's social media team. Oh, look,
0: most definitely. But uh, so, our weekly Tom Hemmet Award goes to the uh, high flying uh, wing back, well, wing back one week, uh, winger the next, uh, MacArthur Bulls, Craig Noon. Congratulations on that award. So, this week's key games, a couple for me, Wanderers and Victory is intriguing, uh, considering the Wanderers started well under Rudin, but they just haven't got the results. And that's kind of a, a, a tale old, right? For them, they just they seem to be performing okay on the pitch, but they're just not getting the results. So time has to turn things around. They need to start getting some, even some get-uglies. They need to start putting some points on the board. And Victory had a dark, dark week for them. They had uh, more losses this week than they've had in the entire season. season in the league. So yep. we'll see how they bounce back. And I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, I think GK Chef said to us, Popper said, you know, one of the mistakes he made when he was at Wanderers is they didn't celebrate their um, Asian, Asian, Asian Champions League win. Yeah, win enough. So they, they celebrated. Maybe you went too far the other way, but I'm gu- guaranteeing this week uh, it will be pick up the tools again, put the overalls on, and get back to the hard work that's got you where you are at the moment. So they've slipped down the table a bit. So that, that'll be interesting. City and in the Jets, there's plenty of quality and, and attacking flair in both those sides. So um, I think that'll be a good game. And a tough week for the Wanderers just gets harder after playing the victory on earlier in the week they uh come up against uh, a high flying top of the table western united and this will really show marco rudin where his team is at and as we said before most of these games with western united are one nil wins so they're bloody hard to score against have only conceded nine goals and the Wanderers with Og- 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 Ogawa and and Malika finding it hard to even hit the back in the
1: back the barn door at the moment yeah can they?
0: so I think those they're the two that uh, or three games that I think will um will be interesting but there's plenty of other games to uh to grab some popcorn or grab a snack or a beer and jump in front of the telly and watch uh before we uh review them next week well yeah. anything I're looking forward to
1: no, definitely. Look, I think it's a, it's a massive week, like I said, massive week for the Wanderers and a big week for Victory as well. Victory need to bounce back um, if they want to be title contenders. They they need to they need to beat the Wanderers. There's no no doubt about it. Um, and the Wanderers need they need to start picking up some points. You know, um, if if they come away with two losses this week, well, then is Mcairn's job? You know, is he not the right man for the job? I know. You know, we've got to give people time and, and whatnot, but um, it's now or never for the Wanderers, and you know, they're going to have it pretty tough up against a victory team who are looking to bounce back.
0: Look, rumour mills in overdrive, so there's stuff that you'll see in, in, the, in the press and in socials that, uh, that the, if Rudan doesn't uh, deliver the magic that they want at the end of the season, they'll be going after Uffi Talley. But uh, word of warning, look, whether or not you think he's a good coach or a bad coach, a few years back now, Marco Rudan did Wonders at Wellington Phoenix, then went to Western United, Magic Dust didn't work as well, and now he's gone to the Wanderers and he's working his way through that. So that's uh, not complete yet, so we don't know how that will end. But just because he did well at the Wellington Phoenix, going to a club, it needs the right pieces, right? Whether or not, at the moment, the Phoenix have got their backs against the wall, but for some reason that has worked well. You know, like some businesses have done well during COVID, right? Just because COVID's been horrible for everybody in a tough time, it's worked for some businesses, some businesses hasn't. Just, just pay attention to the fact that Rudin was pretty much where Wolfie is now, two years ago, three years ago. So things change. Clubs are different. So stop worrying about who you're going to get next if you're going to do it, don't mention it to anyone. Just do it behind closed doors and make sure you get the right fit. But at the moment, at least give Rudan the respect to say he's in the job. Give him a chance to prove himself. And if he doesn't at the end of the year, well, that's a discussion and a and, and a decision you need to make. But for now, Marco Rudin's your man. Give him the opportunity. Give him your backing and support and let him try and get the best possible results because the league is a better league when the Wanderers are going well, just like the Victory are. So if you missed any of uh, tonight's show or you missed any of uh, our previous shows and you wanted to catch up on it, where can they catch it, VIG? Yeah, they
1: can catch it. Catch it right across the uh, Football Nation radio platforms. Uh, also, it's up available on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts.
0: Mate, we're on most of uh, all the platforms, aren't we? We're everywhere.
1: Where, even, where got are t- we not? even got a TikTok account now, so jump on board for the uh, for the younger generation. We do jump on, give us a follow on TikTok,
0: and our YouTube will be up and uh, racing soon. So it goes to show that we're just not we're moving from the audio world into the video world, and that's probably really suitable for you. Being a good yeah, Maybe looking for young for you yeah, not so much for me, but. Uh, I, I'll just I'll just follow the uh, coal coal sandlands, uh, you know, mantle. You know, if you if you if you go out there, you just do your best. And if you don't look the best, there's nothing much you can do about it, right? So That's it. <laughs> we'd love to thank our special guest, uh, MacArthur Bulls, Liam Rose. We also thank um, VIG for giving me another touch-up on, on the ball. But at the end of the day, the idea of the game is to shed some light on some of the new players, which I think we yeah. achieved. So tick that one. Maybe we get David Ball in next time to, uh, to give you a hand or something. <laughs> no, I just need Blind Freddy off the ball. I Just, think just any, anyone. anyone. Anyone can, can do better right, than me.
1: M- Maybe I'll, I'll make them all true, true or false for you next time or something like that. Mate, probably. just give
0: me one where there's only one option. I'm sure I'll get that we'll one. We'll
1: give you, give you a handicap start <laughs> or something like that.
0: Um, yeah, we've got, look, some huge shows coming up. And as mentioned, we've got a huge event coming up between two of uh, the A-League's biggest clubs. I'll give you a hint, they're both Sydney clubs. Two of their biggest players, biggest stars are coming on as well, as well as a couple of celebrity chefs and a few other things. So probably too much to go, to in the ne- to go through in the next five seconds. But uh, look, keep your eyes open. Uh, Peeled on our socials for for further announcements on that as well as uh, listen to the show next week for some more information on that. But uh, until then, uh, as we say, rise up and join the football revolution.